Mindful Chats is a podcast where we sit down and chat like old friends. We'll explore all kinds of topics from yoga and wellness to business to motherhood. It's a place for us to find a deeper connection to one another and dive into new ways of thinking about life, the world, and ourselves. Join me on this journey and I look forward to chatting with you. Right, welcome back to another episode of Mindful Chats. Today I am chatting with Emma Gonzalez. She's an amazing friend of mine. I've known her for several years now. We get into in the episode we talk about kind of how we met, but um yeah, she's like she's one of my really great friends. She's one of those friends that is like has that like motherly energy to her and you'll hear in the episode even just like through her voice you can just tell she's like so loving and caring and kind um uh so she's going to be sharing her journey through yoga and kind of how she came to yoga um why she came to yoga and what it has done for her. She's also a yoga teacher, so she kind of touches on being a yoga teacher and what that looks like and um, what she's learned from that. But um, I think you guys are really going to like this episode, and I think there's going to be a lot of people who can maybe really resonate with her journey and her story. Um, These episodes, these like new journey episodes are going to be happening like every so often. Um, And it is really just to kind of expand your um, or give you like a chance to, I guess, to relate to other just regular people and their journeys through yoga and meditation and maybe some other like healing um, modalities. But mostly I think just like yoga and meditation, that kind of thing. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm so excited for you to listen to this and, um, enjoy. Right. Hey, Emma, how are you? Good, good. It's so good to sit with you, Heather. I know. I'm so happy to have you on and to have you share your journey through yoga and for people to get to know you for the people that don't know you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to uh, share my journey. Yeah. You're such a beautiful person. So, um, I'm really excited to, um, have people get to know you a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's start off and tell us a little bit about you. Well, actually, let me start by telling, giving people a little background, like, um, about like kind of this sub theme of the podcast, uh, called journey. Um, so I'll be having guests on just like Emma sharing their like journey through, um, yoga and how they got into yoga. So, that you all can feel like um, you can relate to um, relate to probably like her journey, what, what Emma was going to be sharing and um, feel, I guess, a little bit more comfortable with yoga and know that we're all just like normal people. <laughs> Definitely. Um, 
(laughs) we're not like these crazy like yogis uh so yeah yeah so i'll be sharing we'll be sharing our like journeys um through yoga with with you all um yeah emma introduce yourself we're happy to have you tell us a little bit about who you are yay yes so my name is emma gonzalez and i actually was born and raised in the washington dc area grew up in the gaithersburg maryland area and through life's journey it led me right after i completed my yoga teacher training uh, back in february 2014 to syracuse new york and there i kind of allowed myself to really get into being in that uncomfortable zone of trying new things. You know, I was in a new state, uh, new teacher, you know, still new to the practice. And um, I've always been very in tune with uh, my emotions. I feel like I've, you know, I always would say I'm an empath, but you know, I'm a sensitive person. So I've always had that side of me And stumbling across yoga was something that I am just forever grateful for. Um, And I feel like I needed to be in a different state from where I grew up in order for me to grow and have that flourishment of experience when it comes to yoga. Um, I'm obviously now in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, you know, um, but it's been, it's been a wild ride, but yeah, I, you know, grew up in Maryland and was, was constantly on a journey to find what I could use as a resource in order to get in touch with myself a little bit more. And, you know, there came yoga. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about like your, I guess, um, like background and like growing up as like a child and what that like looked like for you yeah so fascinating um well my parents immigrated from El Salvador uh, before I was born they were just a couple and once they settled in Maryland they actually you know got married and very quickly decided they wanted to have kids And um, so I came along a year after that. So I had the absolute honor, um, even though I didn't maybe see it that way while growing up because I, you know, was so quote unquote different from the other regular kids, but of being an immigrant child, you know, um, of getting to learn two cultures at the same time, you know, Spanish was my first language, actually, and I didn't really fully grasp English until I was about second grade. Um, I feel like kindergarten and first grade were, you know how Charlie Brown, they have like the teachers, and they're like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That's how I remember kindergarten and first grade, because I was still kind of like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> um, but that that was super fun, and I always you know, I grew up pretty normal outside of that, where I just got along with everybody. I I loved having friends of different 
interests. You know, I had friends that were just all over the place. And I, I loved that. I just, I remember loving that so much where my mom would ask me about my friends and I'd be like, I just have friends from like all over. I love it. Um, shortly, you know, high school was high school. Shortly after graduating high school, I decided to go to college um, local to where I grew up. Um, you know, to save money, but to also because I, I feel like I was just still not ready to fully leave the nest. And um, college was a bit of a whirlwind. I mean, I ended up finding someone I thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life with and ended up marrying him uh, senior year of college. And after graduating college, at the end of that of 2009 he actually ended up leaving so i found myself a fresh 21 year old going through something that mostly not many 21 year olds go through yeah. and yeah it was you know i feel like that is one of the things i am most grateful for looking back because mm -hmm. that is what really set me forward into digging much deeper into who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. And also like, just it really shows who you are. <laughs> that, like one sentence of being like, that was like the one thing I'm like, probably the most grateful for. Like, I don't know if a lot of people can say that. <laughs> um, but of course, here you are saying that and um, taking this pro very challenging and hard time in your life and turning it into a positive and using that as a way to like leap forward and like figure out who you are and start that journey. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. That just really shows, shows uh, who you are as a person, which I think is really beautiful, really oh, beautiful. Thank you. I went through a lot of anger before I got to where I am for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I most definitely didn't see it as something to be grateful for when I was going through it because a lot of the anger came from no one my age knew what I was going through. So they couldn't really relate. Mm. Now being in my mid thirties, it's more of I have been able to, I have been able to have the honor to be there for certain friends that maybe had gone through divorce, maybe not as early as I had, but, you know, in their late 20, mid 20s to, to 30s, where I was the only person they really knew of. And mm -hmm. so it's turned into if I couldn't have that, I at least get to extend that kindness and grace and be there for those that had gone through the same thing, you know? Um, and that's why I'm grateful for it is because I have been able to be there for friends um, going through similar ordeals and, and having that peace in my heart that I've been able to at least extend some comfort, whether that's just by letting them talk or just me extending and saying, I know what you're going through. And, you know, there's another side to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that like light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Mm. So was it 
um, kind of like, I guess, in that time or soon after that you found yoga. Um, yeah, tell us like, what was that first, like, like, what brought you to that first thought of like, maybe I should go to yoga, maybe I yeah. should try yoga. What, yeah. what hmm. So I want to say, so I officially, the divorce officially got confirmed because Maryland has some crazy laws. Um, I can't tell you what they are now because I've kind of erased that from my memory. But I remember like in 2011, having things finalized and still feeling very angry and just not ready to process anything. I was just still wanting to stick with that anger. And I want to say it wasn't until 2012 in the springtime, I kind of just woke up one morning and was like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of being angry. This is not who I am. Nowhere near close to who I am as a person. I love being happy. I love smiling. It's a very natural thing for me. So I had been out of my element for a while and I kind of, I don't know. I, you know, I just started to realize that, you know, this void and this just want this desire to find calmness. And I started opening up to a couple close friends about it. And my friend, Nicole, I'll never forget it for my birthday, actually got me like a Groupon. This is like when Groupon was like first becoming a thing and everyone was taking advantage of it. And she surprised me for an early birthday present and said, I got us both a one month membership to a yoga studio and mm-hmm. let's try it out. And I remember being like, I don't know about this. I can't bend into a pretzel. I can't, you know, stand on my head and chant all of the mantras. I don't know what it is that they do. (laughs) And she was like, well, let's just give it a shot. We can try it out together. And if we don't like it, hey, at least we can say that we tried it. And I said, you know, I can at least do that, right? I've done that before with other things. Why not this? And so I remember taking a beginner class and I remember the teacher's name, Ronnie. And I just remember her smile and her knowing right away that we were new. And she was just like, welcome. Are you new to yoga? And, you know, she was just so eager to just be like, you could go anywhere, just place your mat wherever you'd like. And if you have any questions and I definitely fumbled through class. I was like, I have no idea. I had no idea what downward dog was. I had no idea what triangle was. And I was just kind of like, you know, looking around the room and kind of just being like, I don't know why I'm doing this. But at the end of that class in Shavasana, I remember this piece just completely fall over me. Mm. And I still get emotional thinking about it because I had not felt that peace in so long. Mm. And so, and I kind of was just, you know, laying there saying, oh, is this what yoga is supposed to do? Because if this is it, I need more. And so I didn't care that I didn't know all the poses. I did not care that I had no idea what yoga was even fully about. All I knew at that moment in time is that something set in my heart that 
this movement and the welcoming of the community and just the calmness around it allowed me to feel something that I had been longing for for way longer than I'd like to admit. Mm. And so I found myself completely just in love with just going and it, it ended up being more of a sense of community at first, right? And moving my body, distracting myself from the inner ordeal that was going on in my head. And after that month, once the membership, you know, was coming up to an end, I was like, absolutely no way. I'm going to become a yoga instructor because if this is what it's done for me in just one month, I can't even imagine what can happen and transform from this. And so I legitimately went to the front desk on my last day of the group on membership and was like, do you have a program to teach me how to teach others to do yoga? I didn't even know that it was called yoga teacher training. I was like, do you guys have this? Do you offer it? Like what's, <laughs> what do I do here? And she was like, actually, yeah. She was like, we're starting something in the fall and you know, they gave their price and I was like, I'm going to find a way I'm going to see how I can make this happen. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where I did, I, I made it happen. I made sure that I figured it out and through yoga teacher training, I will say that it was by far one of the most emotional six months I have ever endured in my life. I mean, it just cracked me open and softened a lot of the anger, but it also provided space for me to take back and say, it's okay. I needed that anger at that time. You know, it was a chance for me to fully acknowledge who I was as a person without judgment, without being harsh on past Emma, on angry Emma, on sad Emma, whatever I had been in the past. It was more of a wow, I really did do the best that I could with the resources I had at hand. And that's quite all right. You know, all that matters is that I'm here now. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely am so thankful for my friend, Nicole, that was like, nope, we're doing this. It's gonna, we're gonna figure something out. Cause I definitely don't think I would have sought that out for myself. Yeah. And I actually get a little sad thinking about that. Cause I'm like, oh man, what if I didn't? What if, you know? And so I truly, I truly, you know, I look back at it and I smile so much because it's, you know, it is as a beginner, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? Um, but there yeah. is that, that sensation, right? Something sparks and you're like, but I want to come back. It doesn't matter that I'm clumsy. I want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first that like this person that owned the studio was probably like, that was the best group on we've sold. <laughs> <laughs> you did one month and then you were like, let me pay for this like thousand dollar training. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, I'll never forget her face too. She was like, oh, okay. Well, wow. You really know what you want to do. And I was like, I don't care if it's the Kool-Aid thing, just give it to me. I yeah. will drink all of the Kool-Aid. Um, 
but I feel, you know, because that is now as an instructor, I do get those first time students who are like, I'm not flexible. And mm. I do, I get a little bit of a, that twinkle in my eye where I'm just like, oh, you just wait. It has nothing to do with bending into a pretzel. It has all to do with just fully loving yourself through the journey of embracing the thickness of the mud when you're in it, but also sign that relief of being conscious of getting yourself out of it. And right, it's, it's, I know it's such a cliche with the whole lotus flower, but it definitely is. You, you bloom over and over and over again through life. And yoga allows you to stay intentional with whichever part of the journey that you're on. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. And um, real quick, going back to, you know, yoga teacher training and, and you talking about how that really like broke you open and allowed for um, like a lot of healing to take place and a lot of that like anger to soften um, and to find forgiveness and um, maybe like self-acceptance. I find that a lot of people experience that in their teacher training. You go in thinking, um, and obviously every training is completely different, but I think a lot of us like go into a training and thinking like, oh, I'm, you know, going to like learn about anatomy and learn different postures and learn how to sequence. And obviously you do learn that, but there's also this other part where you just like, it really does open up something in you that completely can change your entire life. Um, I know I experienced that and um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that for me, at least was like a little unexpected. Mm -hmm. I I definitely felt like I had that sense of like, I feel like this is going to be real big. Something big is going to happen in this, but I like, didn't really know what that was. Yeah. And um, when I, you know, experience those similar things to you of like the, that, like, you know, softening and forgiveness and all of that, it was like, I did not expect this to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that works. I mean, I definitely went in expecting, I was like, I'm going to be able to post really cool pictures of me on the mountaintop doing these crazy poses and it's going to be fabulous. And I'm going to teach people how to do this. <laughs> And, you know, the yoga studio where I had my yoga teacher training was Baptiste um, Mm -hmm. style. So it was a little bit more of a power yoga and it definitely, you know, centered itself around a lot of the physical part of like the asana, right? The, the, the yogic postures and all that, but we still touched on to the spiritual side a little bit, but definitely, I mean, that first weekend of my, my yoga teacher training, I came home and sobbed because we had such a powerful intro. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you regretting this? And I just remember just blurting out, this is going to be very intense. And I just feel it within my soul. Mm-hmm. And she goes, 
it's probably something that you've been needing something to wake you up. And I said, absolutely. You know, and I still had no idea, but it's like my body already knew, like physically it knew something amazing was about to happen and transform within me. And so, yeah, I think all of us end up, whether it's just to start a yogic journey through just being a full on student or starting your yoga journey and then deciding to do yoga teacher training for either, you know, further knowledge or wanting to teach and still be a student, right? Because let's face it, we're always a student. Um, our expectations will always never be what is of that journey, right? Like yeah. life. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally could not agree more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, you know, you went through your teacher training and then shortly after correct you is when you moved to Syracuse. Yeah. It was like uh, two months after. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was awesome. like, I'm doing this because why not? I've done so yeah. many crazy things in the past six months. Let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is then when we met. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Started coming to studio, um, that I was like working at and teaching at and um we met in aerial yoga right I think so I think it was aerial yoga and um and I think it was also when the Baldwinsville location was opening up okay we had already seen each other a couple of times and started conversing um Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I want to say it was an aerial class that we, we okay. that's where our, our friendship sparked. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> just like, I just have this like, just these like vivid memories of us like chatting and aerial yeah. yoga, like really just like getting to know each other, like in class, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I guess our friendship like kind of like built from there. Um, but tell us like, I guess what it was like, you know, so you went through like the whole like beginning stages of like, you know, starting yoga and then like getting your teacher training and, um, but tell us like, I guess, you know, you know, that like middle part of like, you know, when you really started to like teach yoga and like build your own practice and like, what are some of the like big, I guess, things that you learned in that stage about yourself and um, I guess other people and what yoga has to offer? Yeah. Um, you know, so when I started teaching yoga, um, again, I, I came out of it expecting to feel good because I was teaching yoga and which that totally was the case. You know, I, I, I was starting to teach classes in Syracuse and I was loving the fact that I was getting to meet people and make them feel good right at the end of class. To me, that's just one of the biggest honors when someone says, oh, I feel so good. You know, I feel relaxed or, you know, whatever it was. And I really honed in on that for the beginning 
the, the, the beginning of my teaching journey. And very quickly, I want to say within like the month or so, it started to kind of transform into this thing about connection mm-hmm. where I, you know, would teach my classes and realize it's not that they, you know, would just come in and just talk to one another, but they would also talk to me. They would ask me questions. I would get to know about people's lives, you know, little snippets, you know, of what they would tell me or share with me. And I started to really realize that, you know, we are starved of connection, even though we're supposed to be quote unquote, you know, very progressed with our, you know, social media and our technology. But at the studio, there is that, you know, your cell phone is put away and you get to look at people in the eye and actually talk to them and receive any story that they're willing to share. And it became, you know, a bit of like a love story in that sense where it transformed into this, like, I want to make people feel good too. I want to provide space for connection. Mm. I want to provide space where if someone feels like they're drowning in whatever life is throwing their way, that they can just leave that at the door and just completely not feel the weight. I want Mm. them to feel safe. I want them to feel loved and cradled, um, you know, through any piece of advice I may offer through class or just even through the movement, even space through silence, which I feel like teachers sometimes in the beginning are so scared to offer. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's, you know, in, in the, in the real thick of it, of really allowing myself to grow and experience teaching yoga, it did, it became this, again, this expectation of making people physically feel good to, emotionally feeling good, right? Connecting with one another, connecting with themselves, taking a moment to acknowledge right where they're at. Um, And I realized, you know, because I also was trying to do this like teaching full time, just yoga and quickly realized, oof, that's a lot, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I can do this. Um, not in a bad way, but, you know, even as a teacher, you also have to be mindful, right? If you're completely draining yourself day in and day out, how can you give of yourself if you're completely empty? But yeah, it, it, it progressed from, again, one expectation to, again, having my eyes peeled back just a little bit more and having that opening of being like, wow, this connection is absolutely astounding. You know, Mm -hmm. I want people to experience this, especially anyone who's new and trying to figure out, you know, where their placement in the yoga journey is. Um, And I scaled it back to part-time, you know, after a while, because I was feeling a little burnt out, but, you know, I will say that looking back and, and reflecting, From the beginning of my yoga journey to now, I mean, my yoga practice has 
it has evolved. It has taken a complete different form. Yeah. Um, it, and that's what it's supposed to do. I feel like many of us, again, right, such a normal thing, but we come into yoga thinking, yeah, we're going to do those cool poses, right? There's that physical sense of feeling good, right? Because we can't deny that part, right? Stretching your body feels absolutely amazing. You know, playing around with balance and strength poses also makes your body feel good because you feel the strength within you. Mm. But then it does, it molds itself where you then admire the connection that you get within the studio. Um, and then it transforms as life throws things your way. You know, I mean, I know you know this, but for those who do not know, right? Um, I was in a car accident two years ago and within that car accident, they found two unruptured brain aneurysms. And man, let me tell you that that made my yoga practice come to a, a screeching halt because of the physical pain I was going through, but also the emotional side of processing all of that. There was no physical practice that could have been done at that time. And again, right, that expectation of, okay, where is my yoga journey going now, right? Mm -hmm. Yoga showed up for me in the most beautiful manner, which is the mind, right? Working the mind, meditating, showing up for myself, showing grace, being mindful, setting intentions for the day, but also acknowledging I'm in the thick of mud. I'm in it. I cannot stand on my head. I can't do this. I can't do that. But what I can do is meditate and give myself all of the grace that is needed. And I mean, this is a very recent journey now in my present time, because I'm just now able to finally physically practice without any headaches again. Because I went through three different angiograms, which is basically they, they stick a, a needle through the, oh, I already forgot the, the vein. <laughs> It's through the hip um, and uh, you know, they take a camera all the way up to the brain and they take pictures and, um, and then they have to like take it back out, but I need to be on blood thinners and all that fun stuff. But through that, um, I realized what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter what life throws your way. Yoga is always lovingly there. Mm. It's just always in different forms. And if we just allow ourselves to accept what that form is for that time being, it can serve us so much good. Mm. And, you know, because yes, in the beginning, I was doing power heated yoga six days out of the week. And don't get it wrong, right? I felt so good. I felt strong. I felt invincible. But that can only go for so long. And when I moved to Syracuse, it turned to four times a week. But then I discovered yoga nidra and was like, oh, that feels nice. <laughs> I like to just lay on my yoga mat and just close my eyes. This feels good. 
and moving to Charlotte, you know, going through the move and, you know, the different things and then having the car accident happen where I really couldn't physically practice, then it, it just turned into this amazing appreciation now that I can move my body again of saying, wow, there is so much profound awesomeness when it comes to child's pose. Is so much awesomeness when it comes to forward fold things that I was taking for granted. Now I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, this is so great. And I do this in my beginner class. I'm like, don't you guys feel it? It's so great. And they're like, yeah, sure. You're in forward fold. <laughs> but my, my experience is I couldn't do forward fold without feeling like my eyes were going to pop out of their socket. Mm. you know, um, because when they, uh, to backtrack a little bit, when they, when they did the aneurysm coiling procedure, which is when they finally went in to kind of do a preventative, I sort of lost slight vision in my right eye. And mm. they were like, you'll be good in 10 days. Uh, that was back in last July. Mm. And it wasn't until December Wow. that I felt okay because there were some added complications, but I couldn't do forward fold. I legitimately couldn't do child's pose. It hurt. It physically hurt. And so basically what I want to say is that even on days where all I could do was Shavasana, I was still grateful I had that knowledge. I was still grateful I had that practice of knowing, well, at least I can do Shavasana. At least I can do meditation. That's still yoga. That's still showing up for me. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things that I love so much about yoga too, is that like everything that you've been saying is you can, and, and even if it's like, way I guess less to an extreme that you've experienced even if you just show up to the mat one day and you're like oh god I'm just so tired today I really don't feel like moving and you like get on your mat you can take like a really like soft and gentle child's pose instead of like moving through a vinyasa you can um you know not engage all of the muscles to make like a really fiery practice you can yes. kind of like soften the edges and poses and um and in like in your case you can yoga is not like just a physical movement so if you're not capable of like physically moving in a period of time in your life like you have those tools of like the yamas and the niyamas, the breath yes. work, the meditation. You can like practice the like mental part of yoga. And um, and there's just such a huge, I guess, like variety or different levels that you can take yoga at um, for wherever you're at in that moment of your life. Um you know, I'm going to like, I guess, like pick on CrossFit. I don't really know anything about CrossFit. Just as <laughs> FYI, I've never done CrossFit before in my life. But for me, like as an, I guess, outsider looking in, it seems like it's like 
oh, he's super intense and like yeah. you're like going so hard and like <laughs> so crazy and like super energetic. And like for me, that just like doesn't resonate. Yeah. Um, but like with yoga, I feel like I resonate with that because like it doesn't always have to be super intense. Like you mm-hmm. can make it yeah. whatever you need, which is so beautiful I think I think it's like such a um like malleable form of like movement and um a a malleable practice I guess yeah and it provides variety you know now where I've I'm you know I feel like I can move without causing dizziness or nausea or pain it's you know it's not consistent. And I, I'm okay with that. I think yoga allows for that flexibility. Like you said, there's that malleable um, touch to it where there's so many different varieties and how wonderful, because you're not going to wake up feeling the same every single day, whether you're super healthy or have certain things going on that may not be able to allow you to move a certain way you know, there's something that can always be achieved through yoga, whether it's, you know, yin, where it's a little bit softer and, you know, you stay closer to the mat or vinyasa, if you're feeling fully invigorated and you want to move. And so I, I think that one of the things that yoga also offers anyone really from the very beginning is to be curious and to set inquiry as to how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's your, what does your body feel like? Where are you at emotionally? I, I always ask my students this in the beginning of class now where I say, just take a moment to just acknowledge right where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, are you feeling angry? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling tense? Are you stressed? Are you grieving? Are you kind of just feeling lost? You know, whatever it may be. And I always ask them to check in on the emotions first. And then I ask them to then, I'm like, okay, now go ahead and see where you're feeling any tension in the body, you know? And I, and I repeat this throughout class where I say, you know, breathe into those spots that might be feeling way too tight. And, you know, with yoga allowing us to take a step back and and acknowledge what our bodies and our mind are trying to say it teaches us how to be naturally more mindful of our surroundings and so you know with yoga i have no idea how I would have managed through the healing process from the car accident and the healing process from the, the thankfully non-intrusive brain procedures, Mm. because there were days after the car accident where I was just thankful for my yoga practice because I was paying attention to my body Mm. because I would wake up and be like, I can't move my neck. I was mindful of it. And I was able to intentionally move throughout the day 
while not causing too much strain on my neck that day. Mm. And because I did that the following day, maybe it moved down to the shoulders, but then I noticed I could move my neck a little bit more. And so I think yoga offers a, a really wonderful, strong sense of intuition, being connected to that gut feeling, you know, um, which is something that normally doesn't come about with your expectations in the beginning, but it's something that you do become very grateful for once you become an, a, you know, a little bit more of a, a consistent pr uh, practitioner of yoga where you basically say, oh, I didn't realize how bad my posture was. That was one of my biggest things. And that's where I realized, I think it was within the month. I told my friend, Nicole, I was like, man, my posture is rocking lately. I feel like I'm not hunched over like crazy. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, this like little, like hunched over person in the corner, like trying to eat candy or whatever, you know, I, I, I started noticing even my people started noticing they're like you're sitting up more like your your posture just seems really good and I'd be like I know and you know but I, it's wonderful because you know that's how it starts off at first I feel like that's one of like the the biggest things you notice at first you're like oh wow man I'm sitting up more I'm not like trying to like um there's this saying my mom used to say stop trying to eat your own chest <laughs> Cause she's oh, like, stop hunching over. You're not trying to eat your own chest. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyways, um, that was the, the number one thing I noticed at first. And then now moving forward to where I am in the present moment, I notice that I wake up and I do ask myself, oh, how am I feeling today? You know, mm -hmm. where am I feeling a little, what needs my attention this morning? right? It doesn't become this immediate, like, oh, my neck hurts or, you know, sometimes, right? Because we're human, but it's more of a, hmm, what needs my attention today? What's needing just a little bit more extra love today? And I think that's something that uh, yoga just so naturally gifts us for sure. Mm, yeah. And I, speaking of that, like, what has, um, how do I want to say this? I guess like what has yoga um, opened you up to? I don't know if this is the best way to ask this, but like um, what is like something that you've explored or like you, if it's like another healing or a thought process or a way of life or um, like what has your eyes been open to like because of yoga? Does that make sense? It does. It, it, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I want to say that if there's the, one of the biggest takeaways that I feel like yoga has offered and opened up to me is the strength to stick to what my heart is desiring mm. because I feel like so very often we get wrapped up in societal pressures. We get caught up in 
the should be's. This is what I should be doing. This is what should make me happy. This is what should make me successful. And I feel ever since the beginning of my yoga journey, it's opened up different doors of knowledge and that peak curiosity of saying, if this has been instilled in my heart, there's a reason for it. Mm. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for yoga, I would have had no idea there was such a thing as Reiki. I would have had no idea there was such a thing as emotionally being connected to the moon as a woman. You know, I wouldn't have dived into the realm of learning more about astrology and what that has to do with our inner workings. I would have not had the courage to move out of my hometown. Mm. I would have not had the courage to say at 33 years old, I'm going back to college mm. because I have found what could totally connect yoga with this new career path that is not going to be easy or fast, by the way, right? I'm looking at six <laughs> years, but yoga has offered me the absolute openness of saying, this is where my heart is directing me to, and I'm going to follow it. Oh, right. Yes, it <laughs> it's, it yeah. is, it's that deeper intuition that connection with your intuition it's I mean I look back at it and it's always been yoga that I fall back to whenever I feel scared or whenever I feel anxious or stressed I always come back and say what do my teachings have to say about this what can I do in order to open myself up to this opportunity or this lesson I need to learn or whatever it may be and I mean, since my, the beginning of my yoga journey, it's just been one amazing experience after another where I'm like, I don't know if I would have chosen Syracuse, New York as my next go-to if I hadn't done yoga, but it just, it came into my heart and I was like, well, I just went through six months of crazy crying. So, <laughs> you know, what's another couple of months more while I try out a new state for the very first time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I will say that that's what yoga allows it. It allows you to find the strength and courage to follow where you want to go. Not what anyone else is saying, not what society is aiming for or has taught us, but what has been said in your heart and what you want to go for. I love that. That's like feel like we could end the podcast with that but I have one more question <laughs> yeah absolutely I love sharing this it's it's so um it's just so amazing I'm so glad that you're doing this mm, thank you thank you um what is um I guess one thing that or it can be more than one thing I guess um that you would want to tell the person that is either maybe thinking about taking yoga or has maybe fallen out of their practice 
um, and hasn't gotten on their mat in a while or not like maybe physically gotten on the mat, but has, hasn't even like, you know, taken the time for meditation or like the mental mm-hmm. parts of yoga. Um, what's like something that you like might tell them? First and foremost, it's normal. <laughs> it's the cycle of life. I have fallen right out of my own yoga mat. I have fallen out of my own meditation practice so many times. And that is something that I have loved to be transparent about because I feel like we put yoga on a pedestal sometimes where we're like, I have a perfect meditation practice and I never stopped doing yoga. And I'm just like, no, yeah, I've totally stopped doing yoga many, many times. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's the fact of life, but I would just say that you are so worth stepping on that mat, whether it be for the first time or the millionth time. There's no judgment. There's no, there's no one you need to please. There's no one you need to make happy except for yourself. And if you just need a sign, let it be this, just do it. Just do it for yourself. I don't care if it's five minutes of just breathing. I don't care if it's just to do gentle stretches. Allow yourself to show up for yourself. You know, I, you know, I'm still not as consistent with my yoga practice if I'm being completely honest at the moment. But I do know that every time I do choose myself and say, you know what, I really need to just get on that yoga mat or I really need to meditate, I've never regretted it. Mm-hmm. Not once. And I've never felt a shroud of judgment or doubt or any of that. I have always felt that welcoming nature that I received that very first yoga class. It may not be the same people. It may just be with myself. But I've always felt that like, Ah, my child, welcome back. Mm. That's just literally what I feel when I step on that yoga mat. So I would just encourage you to just do it. Allow yourself, you know, that one minute to an hour, whatever it is, whatever that practice may look like, allow yourself to just be there for yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am so happy that you came on and you shared your journey and your wisdom and insight. I feel like every time I listen to you speak, I'm like almost in tears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do appreciate you allowing me to speak from the heart. You know, I, you know, had no idea what kind of questions you would have for me or you know, I started kind of getting into my own head while I'm like, well, what do I have to share? You know, is it good enough? And, you know, I think that's, that's the testimony right there is that we all think that, you know, ah, I don't know what to do or, you know, say, but it truly is just such a treasure to always share with you. And I am just so honored and um, humbled to be able to share my own transparent journey you know, Mm -hmm. my non-perfect, but absolutely amazing for me journey. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, I guess the number one thing I wanted people to grasp from this is that it does not have to look like anybody else's journey. 
I just want you to show up for yourself and love yourself as, as is. Mm, it's exactly, exactly why I wanted to do this. So, you know, ex- what you just said. And so people can see that it doesn't have to look like anything specific. It can just be what it is. And it's a journey and it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be this perfect thing that you do every single day. And um, what you see on social media and TV and all of that. Um, it's real life. Yes. Real life yes. yogis sharing their experiences. Absolutely. <laughs> it, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, think of it this way. You know, I guess if it's there any last nugget that I would say is that the more transparent and honest you can be about your own journey to others, the more it allows others to do the same and to breathe that sigh of relief of saying, oh, I can just be myself. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to do anything but just be myself. Mm-hmm. Thank you again so much, Emma. I appreciate you. And I'm so happy that you, again, shared your journey. Um, we'll have to have you on for another another episode soon we'll think of a fun topic to talk about definitely (laughs) we always think of things to talk about so (laughs) absolutely Uh, thank you for having me Heather this has been an absolute treat and hopefully it reaches you know whoever it needs to reach and and help them out so yes it will it will I know it uh thank you again and um thank you all for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and you loved listening to Emma's whole journey through yoga and becoming a yoga teacher. Uh, She really opens up and shares quite a bit. So thank you for that, Emma. Um, I'm so happy that you listened to this episode. Uh, If you enjoyed it, Again, we would love to have you share with a friend or a family member and um, subscribe to our podcast. That's always great and we appreciate that. Um, Or if you want to share a comment uh, or a review, I guess I should call it, (laughs) share a review, um, we would definitely appreciate that too. So um, thank you again for listening. I wanted to also share with you some things that we have going on with the studio um, and actually a little like partnership with Emma. So uh, we, every year at the studio, we do a retreat that's local to like upstate New York, um, right around Syracuse. And so uh, this retreat is three days. It's called the Reawaken Retreat. We started doing this, I think now four years, close to four years ago, and every year it sells out and it's like unbelievable. It's so amazing. It's crazy how much you can, um, you can learn about yourself and how much like healing that you can do in three days. Um, But that's exactly what happens. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. 
So it's called the Reawaken Retreat, and Emma is leading the retreat with me. She leads it with me every year. Um, Last year, she wasn't able to because of COVID, um, and we tried to have her on virtually, but there was a lot of technical difficulties. So I cannot wait to have her back in New York helping me lead this because it's just not the same without her. So um, if you are local, or I guess even if you're not local and you want to join us, um, the retreat is August 13th through the 15th, and it is uh, uh, right outside of Syracuse, New York. So it's about like 20, 30 minutes outside of Syracuse at this like beautiful Victorian farmhouse on 10 acres of property. And we're going to be diving into um, the whole retreat is based around reawakening our reawakening to the connection to ourselves, to nature, and more importantly, especially right now, to other beings and kind of stripping away all of the like, all of the like stories that we put on ourselves or that we how we identify um you know like our job and where we're from like kind of stripping all that away and just like seeing each other for being human beings so i know a lot of you haven't maybe been able to have those connections with other people in the past year so this is a wonderful opportunity to do that and to make new friends um if you're feeling like you need to uh, join into a community that um, has a similar way of thinking or beliefs. This is also a really great way to to do that. It always like blows my mind how many friendships are formed in like such a short period of time um, within this retreat. It's really, really, really special. So. If you would love like to join us, um, check out the show notes and um, you can find more info there. Um, thank you again for listening and we will see you next week.